0: I get out of my car to grab some things, go to get back in, can't open the door. I'm like, so, you know, I'm trying the driver's door, the side door, everything. All doors are completely locked. I am in shorts and a tank top, sandals. I mean, this is the desert in the middle of the night. It is not a warm place to be. And it is pitch black, like the darkest of darkness.
1: Oh, jeez. All right. On this episode, we are going to talk about why deciding to meet a friend at a national park in the evening is a bad idea, not panicking and keeping calm will help you think straight and how changing your mindset from prey to predator can be pretty powerful. I hope you brought your sleeping bag, marshmallows and the fire because it's about to get cold and dark and desolate, but it's going to be fun
0: you're listening to the travel horror stories podcast a show that listens to real stories from travel bloggers and travelers just like you then we unpack those stories to discuss safety tricks prevention treats horror hacks and follow-up tactics The goal is to turn travel nightmares into dreams of beaches, sunshine, and margaritas.
1: And as always, you can head over to TravelHorrorStoriesPodcast.com for this and all the previous episodes, their show notes, and links to all the other places you enjoy listening to podcasts. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment, because that will help more people find the show.
0: And now, live from the Rudderless Travel Studio in downtown Toronto, Canada, here's your host, Christopher Rudder.
1: And away we go, we are locked, we are loaded, and we're back! (laughs) Yes, I like to say we took a little vacation and some time off and went traveling, but who am I kidding? Here in Toronto, we just moved out of lockdown and are heading into semi-lockdown, and while in lockdown, we couldn't even travel locally. So, as a travel writer with two blogs and a vlogger with a YouTube channel, taking a break from one platform really just means continued work on the other platforms. That said, I did manage to squeeze in some sweet updates to the website, www.travelhorrorstoragepodcast.com, added a blog, uh, fixed up the show notes section, and made the episodes page Pretty sweet, plus new graphics all around. So do go and check that stuff out. The weather outside is tricky. It's the beginning of March and with spring just around the corner, mother nature can either be gracious and give us spring early, which as a motorcycle rider is the big break we've been waiting for all year, or mother nature can be a complete bitch and give us more snow, cold weather and misery. That's where we're at right now. Anywho, I'm glad to be back, and I am so glad you are hanging out with me right now. In the hot seat with me today, or uh, riding shotgun, ha, 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 like what I did there. Um, oh. Riding shotgun with me today is. Oh, you just got that now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was delayed, okay? <laughs>
1: Come on, pay attention. Now, uh, <laughs> so riding shotgun, shotgun with me today is uh, Miss Hillary Bird from the travel blog Green Van Gogh. Yes. Green Van Gogh. That just sounds awfully familiar like someone who's a painter. Like, oh. um, like Van Gogh.
0: Not the Van Gogh. No. So no, now no. I'm
1: wondering, did you do that on purpose? Okay. No,
0: I didn't because now people are gonna like misspell my website, you know? It's like it's the easy spelling.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So uh green as in G R E E N and then yes. V as in V A N and then Go. Uh Green Van Go. And it's very interesting. Like uh I love your story with everything to do with your van. So uh let's get into that. Uh before we get into your story, tell me a little bit about yourself and your blog.
0: Yeah. So uh, about a year ago, uh, after like six years in a digital marketing corporate career, I decided I felt soulless and I was losing my mind and I wanted to explore and be my own boss. So I uh, quit my job, bought an old van, uh, spent about five months building it out with my dad. And now I have been traveling around the U.S., uh, working remotely and living the hashtag van life. Oh, and my uh, my website, (laughs) (laughs) my website is covering. So it's the focus is solo van life on a budget. So I'm all about like being frugal and, you know, you can call it cheap. I like frugal. It sounds a little more, you know. Nice, um, but uh, yeah. So yeah, just ways that people who are interested in this lifestyle, but they don't have the money for you know a twenty or thirty thousand dollar van. Uh, I help them figure out how to get on the road cheaply. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's wicked. And um, so what type of van do you have? And just for the listeners, like what goes into uh, making your van habitable? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, let's just say a lot had to go into my van to make it habitable. <laughs> um, so it, uh, it's a 1999 Ford E250 um, and it does have a raised roof. So I can just almost like basically stand up in it. I'll probably have a little bit of a hunchback after like a couple years in it, but whatever. <laughs> um, and it used to be a Holiday Inn shuttle bus, actually. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a I've got a bed that can convert into benches, so I can you know like have a little workstation. I have a a sink. I have a two burner propane stove. Um, storage spaces, kitchen cabinet you know that's all you really need in life
1: it's <laughs> just some good old kitchen cabinets um so i i mean i'm just so fascinated by this i'm sorry the listeners are probably like can we get on with the travel horror story already <laughs> but um but honestly i'm just fascinated by this so uh to a couple of questions so does your bench seating like it conforms into a bed i would imagine yep. right um so that's one question uh the cabinets do you need to like lock them so they don't open as you go over potholes and stuff and uh the third question is is what do you do for like running water yeah and toilet Toilet (laughs) right i mean not toilet just like toilet yeah
0: no totally everyone wants to know how do you go to the bathroom which is fair um (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm really lucky that my dad; he's a very good woodworker. So the uh, the benches have these slats that pull out and then lock into the other side of the benches. And then I found uh, these old RV cushions off Craigslist for 75 bucks, and they happen to fit perfectly in the van. So like, yeah, they wow. bend up, yeah, as the bench cushions, and then they fall slide down into the the bed. So. Um, And with my cabinets, um, I did have an incident where like one of them was built with a pressurized spring thing that kept it closed. But then one day I got really ambitious and I went down this super bumpy road. The drawer flew open, snapped part of the thing. So I bought these like magnetic uh, strips and I had to screw those in. So now it stays closed. But that. Yeah, that was interesting. Um, and obviously the best question, wow. is how do I go to the bathroom? Um, well, oh, wait. Uh, yeah. Oh, I ha- so I have a little portable to- toilet that is literally just like three plastic legs. You screw on to like a toilet lid and then you can either hang a bag from it. Um, that's one way. Or like I'll just go in the great outdoors. Honestly, that's my preferred method. Uh, you just have a little shovel. You dig a hole. Um Or, you know, you're at public restrooms um, and like, you know, gym memberships are really common to have if you're a van person because you can use their showers, their bathrooms and stuff. Um, And then, Ah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. With running water, I have a big like water cooler jug that uh, I just pump the water out. So and then I have like another huge water thing um, just always with me.
1: Oh wow, I'm this is I'm completely <laughs> fascinated by this. I love because um, I'm looking at your website, and, and just so and just so the listeners know, I will definitely link to your website in the show notes. But I'm looking at your website, and I could see your big green van going. And um, so did it come with that green color already with the orange stripe? Because I noticed that your site matches, <laughs> matches the van, like to a T, like with the green and the orange and everything. So I was just wondering, like, was that the original colors? Or did you repaint it?
0: No, that was... Hell yes, that was the original colors and uh,
1: <laughs> wicked. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm very proud of that. So, um yeah, I kept it on the website as you can see. <laughs>
1: that's fantastic let's play a little game uh because i could already tell that you're going to be tons of fun to hang out with for this episode so um so let's play a little game we're going to play uh uh three stories two truths one lie you're going to give me three stories two of them are going to be true one of them is going to be lie a lie and i'm going to try to guess which one is a lie are you ready so ready <laughs> oh, oh no ah! <laughs> Alrighty then uh, let's 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 do it
0: okay Um, so my friend fell off the Great Wall of China.
1: Um. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. That was just like, I I wasn't expecting that at all. Um, (laughs) Okay, carry on.
0: Um, um, I stayed in a honeymoon suite, uh, like one of those really romantic ones, uh, with two friends in Thailand. And, um, I...
1: Have gone deep sea diving in Spain okay oh man
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's so tricky because um it, it never really worked for me I mean a part of me just says go for the obvious answer right, 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 and, right. and but then every single time I do that that's actually ends up being true yeah um you, you- so I'm I'm going to go against the odds. I'm just going to say that that your friend did fall off the wall of China. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm just going to go for something that is completely plausible and just say that you didn't go scuba diving. I'm just going to go completely opposite.
0: <laughs> Fine. Yeah, you're right. Are you happy? Okay. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I thought I was so clever here. But no, you've played this game one too many times.
1: <laughs> I'm becoming pretty good at it, but it, but I don't know. I just felt like, Oh my gosh, for her to throw in something like somebody <laughs> fell off the wall of China. Like, I don't know, it's like, true. wow, either they're really going for obvious or that's just like, Oh, that just had to happen. Like right. this, um, so now you got to explain those two stories. So like, so explain the, the first one oh the, my God. <laughs> falling off the wall of China. You're right.
0: I, the first one is so good. I did a study abroad in Beijing and I had a friend, he was okay no offense he was from Canada he's Canadian uh (laughs) not that
1: that, no not sure why I'd be offended by that but okay carry on
0: (laughs) also okay
1: (laughs) but sure (laughs) okay I'm
0: a (laughs) a little bummed because when uh, so my group of friends they did a night climb up the wall and actually spent the night there um I I wasn't able to go because my my parents were in town but uh yeah, he, uh he you know, they're all about to go to bed. He sits on the edge of the wall. Next thing you know, everyone's like, "Where'd Sean go?" And uh they look down, they shine a flashlight, you know, 20, 30 feet down, and he's down there and he is out cold. Um What? Yeah, it's actually kind of it as it happened, it was not funny, but um after the fact, it was kind of interesting and um yeah, it turned out he had a a a Split pelvis bone. Oh um, my yeah. Gosh. He had been knocked out. The paramedics had to hike up. Like it took him hours to hike up to where they were to bring him back down. Um, he had surgery done in China, but apparently it wasn't done totally correctly. So he had to go back to Canada and have oh. it redone in Canada. And then oh, the cherry on top was when Beijing released a newspaper article saying, Drunk Canadian Falls Off Great Wall of China.
1: Oh, no. no. Just just to save themselves, eh?
0: Exactly, right? Like, it wasn't us, but this guy. Oh, man. Yeah, that was... That was interesting.
1: Oh my gosh! How does one fall off? Like, right. I'm glad you guys noticed he was gone for starters. Yeah. And and I mean, how long has, was it before you guys realized that? They, hey, where is he? Was that like five hours right, ago? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? like, like how long did you realize? Like, where is he? And like, uh, that's I mean, oh my gosh, that's a whole other episode right there.
0: Right. So I, I should yeah wow. I see how he's doing. I haven't <laughs> talked to him in a long time, but. uh but I think he's doing well, so that's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Um. And the second story was uh, you yeah. in Taiwan, you said, right?
0: Uh, Thailand.
1: Thailand, right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, stayed in a honeymoon suite with two friends. We, uh, we decided to go big, and we rented, like, the, you know, the one at the top of the hill, the biggest one with all the romantic accessories. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just really entertaining being there on this gorgeous secluded island. I mean, it was mind-bogglingly beautiful. But then just to go down to breakfast and dinner every day, it's like, you know, we're the people like screeching a third chair across the floor as all the other couples are like eating. And they're like, what's, what's this dynamic here? We've got two girls and a guy. Like, what... I don't understand. Are they all married together? Are they? <laughs> um.
1: What is happening here? Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. It's hilarious. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's okay. I'm um, yeah. very cool. Uh, Wow. And so the scuba diving story is obviously a lie, but is there any, like, is that something that, So you've never scuba-dived at all, then, I would imagine.
0: No, scuba-diving terrifies me. Uh,
1: Yeah, it it does me, too. (laughs) Really? Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I wish it didn't, because I think it'd be really cool to do, but I just have so many other things in life I want to do that that is just not making the list right now.
1: a priority yeah it's definitely something that I would like to try at some point but you would have to get your license and all that stuff and it's not actually cheap so I don't know it's just something that I, I guess I'll save for at some point uh, to do at some point but i mean like i love being in water i love swimming and all that kinds of stuff but i'm just so anxious about being underwater and knowing that i can't breathe and all like thinking about things going wrong and things like that like exactly. i don't know and part of the one of the test things that i think they need to do for your final certification is that like while you're underwater they need to you need to remove your regulator oh. and then stick it back in like um like someone just you know kill me now Right, exactly <laughs> like I, you know what I mean like yeah. do I really need to do that right now, okay, right. And, and they do that test because that can happen, right, so anyways, oh my gosh, uh <laughs> wow, right. scary stuff, scuba diving. What would you do if while en route to meet a friend in a national park in the evening, you take a break at a makeshift car stop. When it's time to leave, you realize that you left your keys in the car, forcing you to spend the night in the cold desert with the nocturnal wildlife.
0: Yeah, so uh, last summer, before I was doing this van adventure, um, I was on the precipice of thinking about doing it. And I had a <laughs> a childhood friend was touring around the country in an RV, and he was over in Colorado, and I was in Utah. And he messages, he messages me on a Friday night saying, hey, I want to explore some Utah national parks this weekend. Do you want to join? And I'm like, yeah. Like, I got nothing going on. I'm just lying here. So uh, I suggested that we meet in Moab, which was a few hours away, like— um, like the next morning, Saturday morning, he comes back saying, how about we meet tonight? And I'm like, whoa, it's already eight o'clock at night. You know, uh, this is like a three or four hour drive for me. So that's really late. But I was like, you know what? Why not? YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a good, solid idea. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the plan was I hit the road and we were supposed to meet in a hotel parking lot. Um My ETA was midnight and his was 2 a.m. So everything's going well. But right before I get into town, um, there's this turnoff for Dead Horse Point, which is like a really beautiful national park area. So I was like, I pull into this gravel lot, and the actual park is another 20 miles up the road. And I text my friend saying, Hey, let's meet at Dead Horse Point because I didn't think it made sense to go all the way into town and then backtrack. So um, so I send him that text. I get out of my car to grab some things, go to get back in, can't open the door. I'm like, what? What's oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, So, you know, I'm trying the driver's door, the side door, everything, all doors are completely locked. I am in shorts and a tank top sandals. I mean, this is the desert in the middle of the night. It is not a warm place to be. Um, ah. and my cell phone is also in my car. So I have zero way to communicate with anyone. And it is pitch black, like the darkest of darkness. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was uh, it was exciting. So I also then realized I did not give my friend the correct address of where I was. I said Dead Horse Point, which is technically another 20 miles up the road. But I'm just in a gravel parking lot. <sighs> so over the next couple hours, uh, I'm doing like... Awkward exercises, trying to stay warm, uh, like running behind my car every time a car goes by on the highway because I'm convinced they're obviously going to try to kill me, Um, (laughs) you know. (laughs) And then I just start staring at my phone screen from outside my car, waiting to see when it'll light up. I see it light up at about 2 2 a.m., and I'm like, all right, I'm sure that's him texting me. He's got to be close. You know, keep your eyes peeled. So I like hang out around the side of the road, and then I see what I think is a van coming, and I'm like, I've never seen his van before. Like I didn't really know what I was even looking for, and it's kind of creepy <laughs> to wave down a car that you don't know. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to mess this up, and I kind of forgot that like when it's that dark out, anything that isn't directly in your headlights, you just do not see. So I was like, I either have to stand ah. in the middle of the road for this person to see me and hope it's my friend. So basically, car goes by, and I like decide last minute, okay, that's got to be him. I try to wave it down, doesn't work. Watch the car shoot up another 20 miles to the, uh, to the park, and I'm like, I know that was him. I know that was him. Oh, no. And I have no way to tell him where I am, and it was like, I realized I would be out there until dawn. Um... Which was scary because I I knew that getting cold was going to be a serious problem. Like, I was very cold. Um, and there were a couple other cars in this gravel parking lot I was in. I hadn't seen any movement from them. So I was like, I can either wave down a car on the highway and ask for help. Or I can ask one of these cars. And I decided parking lot cars were better. Um so about three in the morning, I knock on a car door and someone actually opens up the door and it's pitch black, cannot see if it's a guy or a girl. And they're just clothes, like so many clothes, like pouring out of the car. And I'm like, hi, I'm so sorry. I locked myself out of my car. Do you have a sleeping bag or something warm that I could wear and a phone I could borrow? Like I know. And they actually handed me their phone right away. And um, I was I went to go call the number on the side of my subaru and when i'm walking back to the person i'm explaining my story and they start to get really suspicious of me and they're like are you telling me the truth like why would you come out here at this time why would you meet your friend in the middle of the night and i'm like i don't know you're that's a great point this was a terrible plan <laughs> um so so anyway, I they ask for their phone back and I was like, OK, well, can you at least make the call for me? Is that OK? So they make the call. Uh, they say it doesn't go through and uh, they would give me a sleeping bag. And I'm like, OK, so I just take my sleeping bag, lie next to my Subaru and they drive away. And I'm like, it was just so eerie, just uh, on the side of the highway.
1: They drove away and left you with yes. this with their sleeping
0: bag yeah and I, yeah <laughs> okay. right exactly because I asked them too I was like, oh what time around would you be leaving in the morning so I can give this back to you and they were like, oh don't worry about it don't worry about it um and then drove away and I was like, I must have really scared them because they left and <laughs> at this point I was like all right I think this is a woman I'm talking to because it was so dark I really couldn't tell and she had a low voice and anyway, So another hour goes by. It's about three in the morning and a car pulls in and shines its headlights on me. And I'm like, this is it. Like, it's been real world, you know, bye. Like, I don't know who who this is. Um, And it turns out that it's the woman. And she had left the parking lot to go add cell phone minutes to her phone because that's why my call didn't go through. It wasn't because of a fake phone number. It was because she didn't have Uh. cell phone minutes on her phone. Um. so she gets out of her car and walks over to me and is like hi you know you can try making a call again I'm sorry I didn't have minutes on my phone and I'm like who does minutes on their phone anymore but okay. <laughs> 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 I was starting to like get a, a an idea of who this person was Um. anyway I make the call uh, the tow truck says the closest one in their network is three hours away so sit <sighs> back relax and enjoy uh, she offers to make me some tea because she's like, I'm going to be heading out soon. So uh, I'm going to make some tea in the back of my car if you want some. And so I was like, sure, absolutely. Why not? Um, so we have some tea right as the sun starts coming up. And I mean, it is, it's gorgeous. It's very serene and moving. Um, but once we start having a real conversation, I'm realizing that I don't think this woman is in her right mind. Um, Oh, no. Yeah. She's she start. She literally jumped right into talking about how her ex-husband poisoned her with pellets at the fancy Italian dinner they were at. And I'm like, (sighs) I'm trying to hang on here. And I'm like asking her questions like, whoa, oh my gosh. She's like, that's why I don't have my kids anymore. I lost my kids. And I'm like, Okay, I.
1: Oh my gosh, Um, my husband was trying to poison me with these pellets. Uh, Would you like more tea?
0: No, that is exactly what went through my head, Chris. Seriously, you have no idea. The second she talked about poisoning, and I was sitting there drinking the tea, my anxiety went out the roof, and I was like, "Of course, yeah, I'm either now like on something." Or I'm just having an anxiety attack, and I was like, "All right, Hillary." Oh problem. my gosh! And then I'm trying to keep hold it <laughs> together, and I'm like, you know, up until this point, this woman has only been kind to me. Like, just it was seriously an incredible mental challenge. But anyway, um, yeah. So finish the tea. She even gives me a fleece that I now carry with me. It's called Barb's fleece because her name's Barbara. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, she drove off right as the sun was coming up, and it felt like she almost never existed like it felt just weird um
1: am i dreaming <laughs> yeah
0: seriously and at this point i had been awake 24 hours the whole entire night i sat on the top of my subaru watching the sun come up until the tow truck showed up and um but i mean it, it was just such a weird experience and i wouldn't change it for anything
1: that's the- <laughs> That's a crazy story. <laughs> That's, is it is it is it too like am I being too conceited to say this is the reason why I love this podcast? <laughs> because because I get to hear stories like this that are just like, what the hell? <laughs> This segment is brought to you by GPS My City. Do you love exploring cities on foot at your own pace? Well, GPS My City's mobile apps, available on iOS and Android, feature self guided city walks and GPS powered travel articles written by travel bloggers and travel content creators for over 1,000 cities worldwide. Visit the link in the show notes to learn more. All right, let's break this down okay so I was writing down some stuff and I have some some questions for you so first of all uh, I mean I'm glad that you came out of that okay and everything worked out but uh, but what's the temperature difference like um, we are Canadian so uh, I'm probably gonna have to yeah. do some math somewhere um, because I think you're the only country that uses your your um, <laughs> that that uh, Celsius or no Fahrenheit yep they're the only ones that use Fahrenheit in the world. But that aside, um I'm just wondering like what's the temperature like like when it's actually like in the middle of the day versus uh at nighttime because I know that that it gets cold at night. So I'm just wondering like in the desert. Like that's a common right. thing and it's like ridiculously hot during the day and ridiculously cold at night. So what are right. we talking about with temperature differences?
0: Yeah, uh during the daytime at the time of the year I was there, it's about 100 degrees Fahrenheit a day. Which is very hot. Um, oh
1: smokes! Wow. Yeah,
0: and then at night it can get down to the low 40s. So um, you know, for here, 32 degrees Fahrenheit is freezing, and it was probably hovering around low to mid, mid to low 40s. Uh, I would say when I was, you know, in my shorts, tank top, and sandals. <laughs>
1: OK, so, so um, just for the record, um, I just while you're explaining that, I just did a quick Google search. So um, 100 degrees Fahrenheit is about 37 degrees Celsius for us here. So when we start to hit 37 and like we're starting to get like, oh, my gosh, this is getting uh, ridiculously hot. So you said it was 100. And actually, you said it was more than 100, right?
0: Uh, No, like about 100. Okay. um
1: yeah so, so 37 and then you said for you um you said when was it starting to get cold
0: um i mean i was there th- through the coldest parts of the night so like 40 degrees fahrenheit
1: oh my gosh okay so for us that's like four degrees <laughs> so um when we're, yeah when we're talking celsius right uh, for us, like zero is is the freezing point, and mm-hmm. the, or actually minus one, I think is actually the freezing point. So we when we when we talk about Celsius, we start to go down from zero, and so anything minus is going to be like colder and colder and colder. But when we're talking four, like four for us here, like that's so close to freezing that you need a sweater, you need long johns, you need uh, oh, yeah. a jacket, you need stuff. So just just, just for the quick temperature conversion for the listeners, just so they know, you definitely need a sleeping bag. And you said you were in shorts and a tank top. So that is like crazy.
0: Yeah. I knew, yeah. I knew wow. it, it could actually become a life or death situation if I didn't, find a way to stay warm that was my biggest fear out there actually
1: wow that's crazy oh my gosh i can't even imagine that to me is actually um pretty freaky uh now with regards to the cars uh how often would the cars come just to get an idea because i mean obviously you're on the desolate road um you said it was dark so i'm assuming there's no street lights and uh I guess that particular evening, the stars weren't bright enough for you. So uh, because you said it was pitch black. So how often were cars coming?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe one every 10 minutes or so. So not terribly infrequent because it it is technically a highway. It is a highway in the Ah. middle of nowhere. But because it was so close to the the city or town of Moab, um, that helped bring in a little more traffic.
1: Um, okay I see what you're saying wow that's crazy okay so the next question uh, (laughs) is animals so Mm. did you come across any animals and uh in that that particular location like what kind of animals could you could have possibly of run into that would have been dangerous for you
0: um I believe snakes would have been high on the list um what other I think Thankfully animals weren't a huge concern of mine um, because I didn't I couldn't think of any that would actually try to attack me um I mean obviously snakes would be sketchy I'm trying to think coyotes are out there which typically yeah, that's they don't what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear any coyotes, coyotes yeah. and I figured because I was at least right next to this road maybe that would deter them but um there was so there was a building that was a ways down the highway that I had originally walked to because it had some parking lights on in their parking lot. Um, but once I started walking there, I w- it, w- it was so dark and then there was like a little divot uh, <laughs> to get up to the parking lot and I could hear all these things in this divot and I couldn't see what I was stepping on. And then there was a fence like around the parking lot. So I was like, all right, forget this. I not I'm not about to step on a snake into something. I don't know how deep this is. Like
1: um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It was a good time. That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So um so when the tow truck came then they were able to like you know, unlock your car and then you are good to go. And then did you end up meeting your friend or was you like, this person stood me up and left? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. So the, the tow truck, like, uh, pried open my driver's side door, which actually it ended up bending my brand new Subaru Crosstrek, uh, door, which was unfortunate. Oh, no. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I instantly texted my friend saying, Grant, I'm on my way. Have I got a story for you? Uh, I flew up the 20 miles, met him at his RV, and then told him the story. And then I was like, can we take a quick nap, like, before we go exploring? He's like, yeah. And I passed out so hard for, like, three straight hours. I was, oh, my God. It took, like, (laughs) literally, you know, when your head hits the pillow type thing. Like, that's what happened. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He was really cool about it. Wow. Yeah, he, he totally understood and enjoyed the was glad I was okay too. He figured I had just, uh, fallen asleep, which I, (laughs) yeah, which made sense. So,
1: all right. Okay. So let's talk about, um, you know, so we don't scare people from, you know, ever driving through a desert or, uh, you know, camping or anything like that. Uh, you know, because they're going to be scared after hearing your story. Um, So uh, what do you feel that you did right? What did you feel that you did wrong? What do you feel you could have done differently? Like, uh, what did you learn from this experience? And what advice would you give to people?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious what I did wrong was make a very (laughs) – last minute plan in the middle of the night to meet up with someone i hadn't seen in years in a vehicle that i couldn't i didn't even know what it looked like you know there's just all everything wrong so my 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 planning skills were very weak on this particular experience <laughs> um what i do think i did well was i never panicked um a lot of people when i've told this story said why didn't you smash your subaru window why didn't you Like, call 911 right away when you had that person's phone. And I'm like, I never felt like my life was in that much danger, especially once I had that woman willing to give me warm clothes. I was like, Uh all I have to do is make it out here until the sun is up and my friend will find me like everything will work out. So, um Initially, when it was pitch black outside, I felt like the prey. Like, oh, my God, everyone out <laughs> here is going to try to kill me. But within just a couple hours, my mindset had shifted to, like, the predator. And I was like, <laughs> I know everything going on out here, but no one driving by does. And it was, ah. it was actually a very powerful experience. Um, and then just being disconnected from my cell phone for that whole night and, like, talking to this woman making, you know, both trusting in each other that we weren't out there to hurt each other um, was just so rewarding. And uh, it it just reminded me to, you know, look at what's in front of you, be present. Um, The whole world isn't out there to scare you. It wants to help you if you're trying to help yourself.
1: That's very good advice because we tend to be very judgmental uh, a lot on various different levels. So it's good to actually, uh, you know, look at it that way and and look at people actually, you know, majority of the people are going to help you in in a situation. Um, It's usually those the one offs, those bad apples that we need to be careful about. But generally speaking, uh, you see somebody in in distress and you're going to help them. I think it's sort of our human nature uh, to be like that. Um, so yeah, so that's an interesting outlook, but I mean, at the but still a part of me is always going to be like, uh, okay. Um, because, because I mean, I was, when you, when you were telling me this story and you're saying that car cars parked in this gravel parking lot, I'm like, what,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's already people there. So yeah. I'm kind of like immediately starting to get like, okay, what's happening? Like, why are they just parked in this gravel parking lot? But yeah. I guess, um, it makes sense now because, uh, unlike you, they're actually prepared to go to sleep because they probably had like, you know, a long drive ahead of them or whatever. And they were taking a break, which, um, when put into perspective, it makes sense. Right. Um, Um, But initially, if I were putting in there, I was like, why is there already cars here parked in the middle of the desert? So, yeah, that's that's very it's it's difficult to kind of fight that feeling of thinking that, you know, someone's going to come in and and murder you and throw you in a ditch when it's most likely probably not going to happen.
0: Exactly. You nailed it on the head. And especially like, unfortunately, I have been watching horror movies and true crime podcasts or, you know, just. I love everything scary, and that has not helped me, I would say, uh, for the most <laughs> part in this. But um, but what like you're saying, ever since doing van life, I totally understand now when I see a car parked anywhere. Anywhere, it's not weird to me. I'm like, I get it. You're out here trying to live your best life, and that's what I'm trying to do too now. And so, um, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's very interesting. So then speaking of which, let's tie it back to uh, Green Van Gogh. So how did this experience? Because you said that this was uh, pre uh, you yeah. doing your van. So how did this experience help you with what you're doing now with regards to your van?
0: It absolutely gave me confidence in myself to be able to drive out into the middle of nowhere and sleep out there by myself. Um, like. I guess it just gave me confidence that I could take care of myself by myself, um, which that was the biggest thing holding me back from committing to van life. Originally, I was like, no, I want to wait till I have a boyfriend that wants to do it with me, or <laughs> you know, meet a meet a guy on the road, or you know, like. I don't know what, you know, but I just realized I kept putting it off and off. And then once I had that experience going through the whole night, not even in a vehicle, literally just outside of it, (laughs) in freaking shorts talking to someone who was not right in their mind. I'm like, all right, if I can make it through that, like calmly, like level headed. I can do anything.
1: Because we know moving forward, I'll be inside the vehicle sleeping. So.
0: Exactly, right. There's already a plus there.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. And just out of curiosity, with regards to safety, I mean, your doors do lock. Like, you're not completely, like, trusting everything, right?
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. When, okay. Actually, believe it or not, when I got this van, a couple of the locks didn't work. And the girl that had been living in it before me was like, yeah, they just kind of don't work all the time. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> you lived in this for seven months by yourself. How did you sleep at night? <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Me? Uh, no. No, uh, wait, was, no yeah.
0: yeah, I have all sorts of little weapons around the van as well that are very easy access uh, from my bed. So, But I won't Would lie. You? I mean, every night is still, there's still just a sliver of anxiety. Um, but then I, I think about the statistics the unlikelihood um, and I actually follow a, a bunch of van life groups and it's really refreshing to not hear about break-ins or attacks or I mean it's rare
1: um, yeah yeah cuz I, I was actually looking at your um your website uh, you know which I like to do because I like to be prepared for my interviews um, but I was actually like I noticed that you you're actually interviewing other people that have vans as well and and um I just really, honestly, didn't know that there was a community like that. So, um, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I it's think huge. <laughs> I really think that I think there's a podcast there for you. Just saying. Oh, um, oh
0: uh, <laughs> no, you have no. There's already like uh, five amazing van life podcasts. I would love oh, wow. to do one though. Oh, but thank you. Oh. I might have to pick your brain on this later. Um.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, you have a great – you have an amazing personality for it. So you you have the energy and all that. So. so so yeah so you could i could definitely see you you hosting a show like that um but yeah but all that said um this is so awesome thank you so much uh for being on the show and and sharing that story that's fantastic uh where can people find you if they want to read all about your van life and oh wait i have one other question before you go um how is, because I noticed on your blog, you are talking about COVID. So since we are in COVID, yeah. does that affect you in any way living in a van? I would imagine that you're by yourself. So you don't really need to worry about being around other people. So in that respect, it's probably good. Cause you're already social distancing from the <laughs> world. So, <laughs> so I would imagine it's pretty good for you. No.
0: Um, actually it's been a big bummer.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, well, thankfully, uh, it's been getting better but when I first hit the road like five months ago uh all the gyms were closed so that meant I had yeah no way to shower well I mean I did have a way to shower but like if it was cold outside then I was either taking a really cold shower or just not showering um and then also like there's a bunch of van life meetups where I was excited to meet a bunch of friends. Cause it's always more fun to caravan with other people. You feel safer. You know, you don't wonder if you're losing your mind with that much alone time, <laughs> um, but they were all canceled for this year. So that's made it a little harder to make new friends. Um, uh... And then, and then, yeah, just like some stuff where like national parks might be closed or certain sections of the parks might be closed and, and, you know again as a van person i'm totally relying on like their public restrooms or their water refill stations um even their campgrounds sometimes so uh so I- i'd like but i'd like to think because i hit the road during that time that now i'm like extra strong for it you know <laughs> like i can do anything in van life i made it through covid van life so <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, you're hilarious. Um, well, well, I'm glad that you're you're safe and everything is okay. And I mean, it, that goes for all of us because we had a bunch of things planned. I had trips planned. I had. Meetups planned and things yeah. planned, so I mean everything got shut down. So yeah, you're not alone in that. But yeah, I mean I'm just glad that you're okay and everything is 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 you're healthy and whatnot. Because the states has been you know it's been really rough for America to oh, be honest. Yeah. So um, with numbers and whatnot, but I don't want to go down that depressing path. So um, in happier news, like so, yeah. tell us where people can find you um, if they want to check out all your stories and and see your big cool green van.
0: Heck yes. <laughs> (laughs) Um, so I am documenting my adventures on the Instagrams, uh, at green.van.go. Uh, and then my website where I'm, I'm getting more in-depth articles, uh, not just covering my experience, but also sharing my tips and tricks for anyone who wants to start it themselves. Um, and that's greenvan.go.com. Um, And then I do have a YouTube channel, but yeah, if you go to the website, you can find all my social links just right at the top right corner, um, right there. So perfect. yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. no, that's perfect. That's awesome. So yeah, thank you so much for being on the show and and we'll stay in touch and uh, we'll talk again soon.
0: That sounds great, Chris. It has been so fun talking to you. You bring out the fun in me. So thank you. (laughs) Um, and yeah, let's stay in touch.
1: All right. Case closed. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget that you can listen to the show over at www.travelhorrorstoriespodcast.com. And if you're listening on your mobile device, please take a second to give the episode a five-star rating and leave a comment. It really helps the show and episodes get discovered by more people. Plus, your feedback will help me tweak and change the show to make it the best show on the internet. Yes. Cheers.